Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Taking a break from the show, you know, entrepreneurs inspire me. I love meeting leaders of successful ventures who discover an idea, formulate the business, and then execute. You'd assume that they know how to structure their personal finances. I believed that too, but I was wrong. Entrepreneurs are never taught to effectively manage their wealth to work alongside their business and lifestyle. All of that work effort, toil, and time wasted. Entrepreneur 101 is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy that works so that success is not a flash in the pan, but lasting. The spirit of the entrepreneur doesn't have to be compromised. Register for the Entrepreneur 101 course today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. That's Echo November Tango, thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. In my experience, people seem to make decisions and think within frameworks. Now, most people's frameworks are incidental and over the course of their life created haphazardly, not by design. But there are others who intentionally create or develop proven frameworks in which they think and make decisions. So Elon Musk is a name that most of you will recognize. What are you trying to do? Trying to improve a little here, a little there, improve the rate of return, improve the risk-reward ratio, potentially get into something with fewer taxes. We're trying to improve on what already exists. But take a moment and ask yourself, why? Why am I planning? Why am I strategizing? Why am I investing? What is the ultimate goal? What are you really trying to achieve? Now, most people will say retirement. But that is a very abstract idea because it's different for anyone. There was a couple that I interviewed a few years ago that run internationalliving.com. I'm going to reference this in the show notes, but they posted 12 locations, beautiful locations around the world that you could live on like a king or queen on less than $30,000 per year. 
Some of you may say financial independence, financial freedom. But I ask the same question. What is that? What is that to you? So let me give you an example specific to those ideas. I was speaking to a client recently, very successful physician, very entrepreneurial physician. And he wanted to meet because he felt he should be diversifying out of the market and into real estate. And I asked, why? And his initial response was, I want passive income. And I kept going down this track. And ultimately, he said he wanted to be financially free. And then I asked him the same question as I asked you generally, like, what does that mean? And I gave him the example. I said, right now, you could, it's a handful of locations throughout the world that you can live on for the rest of your life, for the rest of your kid's life, for the rest of their kid's life. Then we started to break down what financial freedom meant. What did it mean to him? And it was a realization that he had never come to before. The majority of the financial world is thinking by analogy. They're trying to improve on what already exists with slight variation. But that's under the assumption that everyone knows what they want. And that collective advice has conditioned you, it's conditioned me to some extent. But I want you to step back now and think about your life from a first principles perspective and start asking yourself new questions. What do you want financially? What's the result you're after? What will that give you that you don't have right now? What are the underlying assumptions of what it will take to have that? And then from there, I have a infographic that I found and I'm going to post in the show notes. And you can follow that infographic to reason new assumptions and new possibilities. Now to a segment of my interview with Todd Langford. Enjoy. Right. And it's the, it's the very reason we can't shut our own mind down in whatever it is we're doing. I'm not saying don't bring in the experts to guide you, but you know, there's a responsibility on your part to take that a little bit further and say, well, wait a second. If, if this happens, how do I react to that? If, if things don't map out exactly like this professional has said it's going to go, it's going to be on me to make the decision and make the adjustment. And so I've got to keep my mind, as you're saying, open. And I've got to be able to understand at some level what it is I'm being told and not just take it hook, line, and sinker. Because unfortunately, like I said, we're going to be the ones that are responsible for what the results are. And if we shut our mind down, the only thing we can do, which is kind of where the society's gotten at some level, and it's the blame game, it's, well, it's not my fault. It's because somebody else told me this, or it's because I read this, or it's because I did that, and, but, it, but it was somebody else's information. Well, you are ultimately responsible for it. And so, you know, you have to take, take the, the effort, take the time, and just keep your mind turned on. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. When you experience fear, right, it ultimately comes from the nature of risk, right? Or there's an unknown. And in large part, the future is what's unknown. And there's a part of us that thrives to establish certainty or safety. It's kind of one of those natural instincts. And invariably, what happens is when you place the control or influence of the future on somebody else, it creates 
a amplified amount of risk and subsequently more fear because it's not you that has come to conclusion. It is somebody else that has come to the conclusion and you are ultimately leveraging them because you don't have responsibility or skin in the game to the discovery of the assumption by which you're acting on. The fear is not going to go away. It's going to go up. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the thing about control, we've talked about that in the past. We want to push in that direction. And I liked your wording of influence. I think that's a, probably a, a better word we'll get into maybe a little later on. But, you know, control is something that we can't be. We're never completely in control. But the idea is the level of control that we can secure is probably indirectly proportional to the amount of anxiety we have, right? That's what the issue is. And as soon as we start to give that control up willingly to somebody else, it's got to raise our level of anxiety because we're now just in, in a period of hope, hope it comes out instead of being able to direct the course. Right. And that's, you know, going back to the simple example of an airline pilot, right. They don't know what the environment is going to be like, but they have the instruments, they have the training so that as the environment changes, they know what to do. And now technology is built so to technology responds to it just as much, if not more than the pilot, right? And this is the ability to influence, okay? You can't control the environment. Environment's gonna be the environment. People are gonna treat you a certain way. You're gonna wake up with energy one day. You're gonna wake up with not much energy one day. You're gonna wake up and something happens you know, to government, something happens to laws, something happens to your employer, something happens to the clients you have if you're self-employed, right? There's all sorts of things that are going to happen that are outside of your control, right? And that's where you establish a degree of certainty around influence so that when that environment changes, that is when you are able to respond, right? There's a preparedness there and that's what mitigates anxiety and mitigates fear. So when it comes to Again, the math side of things, mainly speaking to financial math, right? People these days, I would say, are concerned, right, about money. They're concerned about their future. What's the environment that they're making conclusions about what could go wrong in the future based on? How would you describe that? How would you describe the, that environment? Part of it's the unknown. I mean, that's where a lot of that fear comes from. And then you hear people rattling stuff around about, oh, what happens if, if the dollar disappears? What happens if this or that? Bad news, unfortunately, is exciting for a lot of people. And people want to be the first one to tell whatever different news it is, right, in some form and add their bias to that about how they think it's going to happen to drive emotion. The bottom line is we all make decisions based on emotion. We make decisions based on our beliefs, not necessarily on the truth. And I think that that becomes a discipline or a conscious effort that we have to separate our beliefs. We have to separate the hype. We have to separate our natural tendency to go to the fear, to step back and be able to say, wait a second, what is the truth? What is it that that I have influence over? What can I change in this scenario to fix that? It goes back to what you were saying about the pilots. It's to have those tools in place, to have the knowledge. That's one of the biggest tools we have is using our brain. And I think that's one of the things that's easiest to shut down and let somebody else 
fill that void, so to speak, or that difference is just turning your brain over to somebody else because they're a professional. And then when you get into a crunch, what do you do? Because you've given up your best tool. That's your brain to be able to, to think through what's going on. And I think knowing that you have that tool is a, is a key piece. The guy that I was listening to, Sean McDowell, Josh McDowell's son, and one of the things he talks about when he was teaching kids was the idea of knowing something versus knowing you know something. And there's a key, huge difference in those two. And what he talked about was this. He had students that knew the answers, but they might fail a test. And then he had students that gave a little bit more effort to the point that they knew that they knew the answer. So the difference is in knowing the answer and writing the wrong thing down because you can talk yourself out of it versus knowing you know the answer. Okay. And I think that in life, that's a big piece. When we know we know what we know, we're invincible. We really are because we can rely on our knowledge to get us through an anxious time instead of reverting to the fear and talking ourselves out of what the real answer might be. The environment right now is interesting because number one, there's so much information out there. There's so much perspective and opinion. I'd also say that the degree of understanding when it comes to math and science is in large part uh, instituted by a system that people just don't like, right? How many kids do you know that love going to school, right? And if you don't have an enjoyment associated or a curiosity associated with learning, you're going to be checking boxes and learning in order to pass a test as opposed to learning to have knowledge, which is more of the practical side side of things. So you have an, a really interesting environment where life is pretty easy, right? When you compare the way in which even someone in a less fortunate circumstance in the United States has likely access to healthcare, to shelter, to entertainment that kings of old didn't have anything close to. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Oh,